Welcome back to episode 43 of the Back Pocket Banner Podcast. We're joined today by a special guest. He's played 47 first-class games, 17 list A, and 9 T20s. He's an exciting wicketkeeper batsman, and we welcome Jake Doran. Thanks for joining us, Jake. Thanks, guys. Good to be on. So, first of all, uh, I'll take you back a little bit. Could you tell me a bit about yourself uh, and your background, kind of? Yeah, um, well, grew up in Western Sydney, um, Blacktown uh, specifically, went to Hill Sports High as a junior, um, started playing cricket when I was six years old and um, yeah, it sort of started from there at Quakers Hill and I think I was no higher than the stumps. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, still still no higher than the stumps, um, <laughs> but um, no, nah, and then sort of, yeah, progress through the the age groups um, as a youngster, really, my old man was always there as the as the coach. So um, probably some of the most enjoyable times that I've had playing cricket. And then um, I've got an older brother that played uh, at the time for New South Wales and Sydney Thunder. And um, I ended up debuting uh, in first grade with him when I was quite young at 14. So um, that was probably one of the more enjoyable times um, that yeah. I had playing with my older brother. And then, Things sort of went really quickly after that point. Um, yeah, sort of played a, a second eleven game for New South Wales, then played a, a game against England, and um, next minute I know I'm playing with Tasmania and I'm 18 years old. So yeah, yeah things went pretty quick. Yeah, no, and I guess on that, so you started playing um, six. Was something cricket like something always you were just around, and is that how you kind of got into it, or? Um, well, to be honest, probably not. Um, I was sort of forced into it, if that makes sense. My old brother played it, um, yeah. cricket and AFL. Um, so I just followed him really. And then I think my parents made a decision to him or asked him a question, said choose a sport. He chose cricket and I had to deal with it really. So Yeah, uh, you were yeah. probably the one having to bowl to him in the backyard. So in bat. Well, I was, yeah, until... Um, <laughs> Yeah, until I had to learn how to bat pretty quickly. Um, yeah, every time I bowled at him, he, funnily enough, I was actually a quick bowler when I was a young kid. Um, and no, nah, there was some pretty big rivalries in the backyard. Yeah, no, I can imagine. Same same here, a few bounces here and there and, and swinging like the absolute dunny door. Yeah, so. t- take the tennis ball, try to get it hooping. <laughs> yeah. 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 In, in 2013, you played for the... Um, CA Chairman's 11 and Prime Minister's 11 against the English and Indian teams before the Ashes series. Uh, can you describe what it was like to play against uh, sort of class international cricketers when you were very young still? Yeah, um, yeah thinking back to that moment, I think the uh, Chairman's game was in Alice Springs and um, I think I was maybe 16 at that time, 16, 15. Um, yeah, and I was just I just remember preparing for the game and um, at the time I probably didn't really soak it in who I was playing against. Yeah. Um, probably not until the moment I was out in the middle, really. I had Monty Panesar and Graham Swan bowling at me and I was like, oh, yeah. how cool is this? Um, no, look, I'm pretty thankful for all the opportunities that I've got given to play against those sort of teams and um, I think you get to look back at those moments and especially the, the Prime Minister's 11 game, um, just remember – prior to the, the game starting, um, yeah, Tony Abbott coming in and um, saying hello to everyone and shaking hands and um, and the next minute you're playing in front of, yeah, 20,000 people. So it was, it was pretty cool and special. Uh, yeah, no, it's pretty unreal. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah he'd be bloody nervous, mate. I'd be shitting myself, mate, and Tony yeah. Abbott, then just get sit out in the middle. Oh, you can't, you can't even imagine it from our perspective. Massive names. But yeah, I guess when you go, if you go all right against those guys and even competing, then it'd give you a lot of confidence that you could play well at like state level if you're doing, if you're holding your own against those international blokes. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think at that time I was still playing junior age stuff under 19s and still playing first grade in Sydney. So, um, yeah, I remember in the PM's game, Glenn Maxwell was batting and um, I think I was on about 20 or something and he was on 150. And I remember walking down the middle of the wicket after he hit two sixes in the over and um, the next minute I said, oh, just, what are you doing, mate? Like, where are you going to score? And he goes, oh, I'll purposely nick one. Watch this. They had everyone on the boundary from cow corner out everywhere and then he's just no no joke just nicks it on purpose and goes for four and i'm just like this guy's so good <laughs> yeah yeah that'd be unreal just front row seats of bloody at the non-strikers yeah. Mm. yeah absolutely oh it's awesome uh, you're a big part of australia's solid under 19 world cup tournament making 249 runs an average of 83 as just bottom age how is that experience of playing in the uae on different decks i guess and playing against some pretty great young talent um, on the international scene? Yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, I think for me, that's probably what really kicks my career off, um, having a really good under-19s World Cup and um, and probably having a successful tournament for me, really. Um, yeah, it was it was an interesting experience playing over in Dubai on those sort of wickets. So I remember um, the first training session, we rocked up and it was in Abu Dhabi and it was at these nets and um, a few of the bowlers came in and and pulled a couple of balls and no joke, they didn't get above shin high. And I was like, oh, it's, <laughs> this is going to be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Us Australians obviously used to, uh, used to bouncy wickets and, and quite fast. So, um, no, it was a real challenge, um, that whole tournament. And, yeah, some good memories come out of it. We were playing um, uh, third game was against Bangladesh and it was probably one of my, um, my better games. But it was a bit... Um, we had to win it because if we didn't win, we'll stay in Abu Dhabi. We didn't end up getting to go to Dubai for the finals. So, um, yeah, ended up getting a 99 not out with uh, Tom Andrews at the other end, the last over. And yeah. um, there was three, I think three or four wars left. And he's come down the wicket and said, oh, I hope you don't mind, but you probably might not get your 100 if this comes off. And I said, mate, go ahead. And he just went six, six, six. <laughs> Selfish so like, man. No, no. Nah. Yeah, a bit selfish. Um, yeah. No, nah, but we needed to win, so yeah, um, yeah. and we did, and we ended up going to um, into Dubai and um, playing in a quarter, which we won, beat West Indies, and then uh, lost in the semi to South Africa, um, which they had a pretty good team. Yeah, yeah. no, nah, it makes for a good story anyway. Ninety nine, not out. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was looking through yeah guys that were playing and like Nicholas Peran and guys like that mm. that are now very good international cricketers. You're coming up against. So, yeah, it must yeah. have been fair challenging to do that well. It's, yeah, pretty good effort. Yeah, cheers. Um, I just remember the, the semi-final of um, Rabada coming in and bowling. Oh, yeah, and, uh, yeah. Rabada, yeah, that would be um, tough. Yeah, I think I was batting at four and uh, number three was Damien Mortimer. And anyway, he's walking off the field um, looking at the, the big screen in the corner. And when he was walking past me, he sort of said, oh, I think I was a bit early. <laughs> I'm looking yeah. at the screen. It's hit his stumps by the time his bat's come down. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it was pretty quick. 
Yeah, no, I can imagine. Yeah, in 2014, you signed a BBL contract with the Sydney Thunder, uh, making you the youngest player to ever be a part of a BBL uh, squad at 17, I think you were. How'd that all feel uh, for you? Imagine you must have been pretty nervous, but pretty excited to get the opportunity. Yeah, um, I think the year before I was a rookie with the Sydney Thunder and um, yeah, it, it was good. My brother was a part of the, the Thunder at that time as well when I was a rookie and then um, which sort of helped. It sort of broke all the, the nerves really because yeah. your brother sort of helped you introduce all the people, so um, yeah. it helped. But no, no, right. the, following, the following year, um, yeah, signed a, a full contract deal and um, yeah, I think it's good. It's those environments are always good when you got the likes of Hussey and um, Callis and all that around you. So um, I just remember um, a lot of training sessions um, that we had, and I was just sitting like obviously keeping and then waiting in line to bat, and I was just watching these guys and thinking how good they are and, and trying to watch as much as possible. Yeah, no, I mean at the age of you know fifteen, sixteen, you you're still at school. It was a school environment, like um, with, with your mates and that people getting around you. A bit of bit of talk about it, or <laughs> yeah, there was. Yeah, there was a bit. There was a bit at school, but um, no, nah, it was. Pre- it's pretty funny. Like my year twelve, I think I missed one hundred and seventy-two days of school. So yeah, wow. Um, yeah, I was hardly there, and the times that I was there, the school made me play cricket, so <laughs> yeah. which didn't help. But um, no, it was good. Yeah. There's obviously the, the odd banter at school of, um, yeah, what are you doing on the weekend and stuff. Yeah, yeah no, that's not bad at all. Um, your BBL debut came in early 2015 against the Sixers in the Sydney Derby. Uh, what are some memories from that game and, and how did it feel to be, uh, I guess, introduced in such a big game uh, so soon? Yeah, it was a, uh, I think it was a sold-out game or close to at the SCG and, um yeah, against the Sixers, so uh, Crosstown Rivals. I remember I was playing in Adelaide for an under-19s tournament and I got I got the call from um, one of the high-performance managers telling me that oh, you're probably not going to play the next under-19s game because you're going to go and fly and play the next Big Bash game. Yeah, and shit. at the time I was, I was wrapped. I was like, how good's this? And um, I came in as the keeper to, to play and... Um, and I think I was next in the bat, but um, yeah, it was just an un- unreal experience playing in front of that many people. And I still remember um, walking out the keep and people sledging me um, out the SCG. But look, it's it's pretty cool. Um, we didn't end up winning, which is is a very tight game. I think Jordan Silk got maybe twenty off the last over, or the last two overs, and it was literally down to the last ball. I think they had to yeah. four to win. So. Um, yeah, look, it was a special game and um, one, to be, one good one to be a part of. Yeah, I guess yeah. on that, you're chatting about, you know, a bit, bit of sledging and that sort of stuff. Would you have um, a best sledge you've like, ever received or like something that's um, really, you know, kind of got you cracked up or? Yeah. Um, oh. Look, I, I always cop sledges left, right and centre, so <laughs> not that many. There's too, there's too many to <laughs> go and pick from. Um, uh I don't really know, like Yeah, it's probably yeah. just like mix of mix of like Yeah, like, standard standard stuff of moving state and standard stuff of losing your position. Stand, like there's there's obviously yeah. all those standard um, sledges that come out, but um, a funny one, I'm I'm trying to trying to think of one. It's not there's not too many funny ones I would say. Do you give any when you're behind the stumps or you, you keep pretty pretty quiet and just do your job? 
Oh, you learn pretty quickly to keep quiet. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember there was one one game that uh, was against New South Wales, and I won't, I won't say who I was um, sledging, but I was at that pad, and I it was the first time ever. It was like my fifth game, sixth game I was playing. And, yeah, um, against New South Wales, and I was like, oh. I'll just do my job here at Bat Pad, and I remember one of my teammates coming up to me saying, "Nah, stuff that you're gonna, you're gonna say something here." And anyway, I said something, and um, the batter at the time stopped the game. Oh, <laughs> he was giving shit. it back to me. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, that that didn't work out." <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, it must, yeah. Be, must be ruthless with the sledge, mate. Oh, yeah. Well, it, uh, I ended up coming out to bat uh, second innings. So, guys, if you are going to sledge, don't. Don't uh, sledge when you have to come out and bat again. <laughs> yeah, no. But, yeah, came came out the bat, Mark Center, and I had four players around me uh, giving it to me. So it's yeah, pretty funny. Yeah, yeah no, I'd only sledge in the um, when I know I'm going to be non-bat or something like that because <laughs> yeah, or if you you made a ton or something. Yeah, yeah that that day when you're Already. in the comfort yeah. of the rooms because yeah, otherwise a um, bit of a barrage could be could be on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. In that same year, you moved from New South Wales to uh, Cricket Tasmania. What was behind that decision to leave New South Wales? Was it just opportunity? Because New South Wales obviously have a great side now and I imagine those like Smith and uh, Hazelwood and Stark, all those guys would have been probably playing for Australia then, but yeah, emerging as great cricketers. Yeah, definitely. Um, Look, I I think opportunity at the time was the biggest thing like looking back to it I probably wouldn't have been given the amount of games that I played so far if I was staying at New South Wales yeah um, probably fair to say if I had the same start of my career as I did I probably wouldn't be playing first class cricket so um, I think for me I just took took those opportunities at Tasmania and um, which thankful enough they've they've given me and been able to help um, me progress in my career so um, what am I now? As you said, forty-seven games in first-class cricket, and um, yeah, and still twenty-four years old. So um, for me, it was about making the decision to move and, and try and learn as much as I can. Um, and it's a, it's a hard decision to make. I, leaving my mates, family, um, the state that I grew yeah. up in playing, a lot of coaches that I um, had good relationships with. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, and obviously, you probably, you know, it's pretty young there as well. And yeah, you got to leave home and a bit of a foreign, uh, foreign like kind of situation but um yeah opportunity obviously it's worked out pretty well and yeah obviously very still very young so um yeah it was a good call from you <laughs> yeah yeah no it was um yeah it was, it was a it's a tough call i think it took a long time yeah um you made your shield debut against wa in 2015 uh what kind of stands out from the debut obviously um most debutants are pretty nervous but excited at the same time. Uh, was that kind of what uh, your case was? Yeah, it was, yeah. First class debut. Uh, it was a, a pink ball game from memory um, under under lights and Mitch Johnson running in bowling. So um, I don't think you could get – and Jason Berendorf was playing as well. He bowled pretty sharp. Yes, he um, did. <laughs> yeah, couldn't get a tougher yeah. introduction into it uh, than that. And the pink ball yeah. obviously yeah. swings a – it's had to swing arena. a bit more at night, so it would have been tough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I remember um, Mitch Johnson running in, and I think it was the first over Don Michael was facing and um, he hit the foot marks. But, like, obviously you can't see from the sideline and this ball's hit the foot marks and gone over the keeper's head for one bounce four at Bloodson Arena. And I don't know if you guys know how bit, how long straight Bloodson is. It's about an 80, 90-metre straight. 
and yeah, it has crazy. gone for four on the one bounce. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Jesus, I'm coming in at four facing this bloke. <laughs> yeah, I know. That'd be oh, – I don't reckon it'd be much scary. So I'd say big Mitchie Johnson charge in and just unleash. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, when he's sledging you as well, it's not uh, it's not too too fun. <laughs> yeah, he'd give a bit. I, I yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That same year, Stuart McGill, amongst others, thought you should have been selected for the the final Ashes Test match. Uh, did you notice or focus any attention on this uh, on that talk? And how did it feel to, or if you did hear it, to sort of be like in those talks in contention? You know, you to play Test cricket at a young age. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's um, it's always good to have people back you and, and support you and stuff. Um, look, at the time, I probably wouldn't have said no either. I probably would have went out there and played played a game. But, um, yeah, look, I, I think at that time there was a lot of learning that I had to, had to do and a lot of people that I had to prove. So, um, yeah, look, I, I think it's just one of those things that you accept that um, someone's backing you and believes in you. Yeah, for sure. Now this is, this is a bit of a bit of a weird one. It's more of a statement, really. But um, yeah. enjoy being a lefty because uh, I personally, I, I wish I was, and I, I reckon it looks bloody uh, like it looks just so much better than the right hand. Yeah, it's good to the eye, <laughs> the lefties. Um, yeah, a lot of people say that. We actually talk about that a lot in the slips. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely. Oh, I think in some ways it's easier, but some ways it's harder. Um, yeah. Ball's always swinging back down the line, so. Um, you're probably normally out when it hits you in the pads, but uh, you definitely get a lot of cuts. And, yeah, I don't know what it is, but right arm is, must be the angle that's just going across you. It's perfect for cut shots. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just yeah, – I wish I had adopted the left hand earlier because, uh, yeah, it would have been all right. <laughs> um, you made your maiden first class 100 against South Australia in 2017. How satisfying was this for you and um, what did you do uh, – do before or during that season to really kind of um, accelerate your game, I guess, and make, and you also made the Shield team of the year as well. So, uh, what did you kind of do to lift like and accelerate to that level? Yeah, I remember the hundred game. So, I think that year I started off uh, opening the batting for uh, two games against Western Australia and Queensland. First innings, I think I got a fifty, and then maybe a four and then I got out for two ducks in a row um, yeah. and then the next game I actually got dropped um, for the MCG game and then the following game I got put back into bat at four and I sort of remember the the game um, is that yeah Adelaide Oval and um, I sort of came in I think well maybe two two for not many two for 30 and um, at the time I was just like I'm just going to bat like I just want to bat all day here. Um, that was sort of my mentality. I just faced as many balls as I could, scrapped my way. I think I was 50 off 150 balls and um, went real slow. Like, um, yeah, if anything, was blocking the piss out of him. So, um, <laughs> and yeah, I just remember it's just, um, I might have been on 55, 60. I think I'd, it was nearly a chance. I charged Zamps and um, just went in front of, in front of Square and just landed short of, um, Weverald and um, at that time I was like oh, I need to make the most of this opportunity here because um, I think at the time my high score might have been 64 70 and um, yeah it was sort of a, a good experience a lot, it was a lot of weight lifted off the shoulders I think a lot of first class cricketers that play um, getting your first hundred out of the way is a, a bit of a sigh of relief and um, yeah it was a good memory and that and that whole year after that hundred sort of just um, built on it really I think I got a 
I got out for 90 twice after that. Um, got out for a 99 and a 97. So Yeah, but that's um, pretty pretty stiff. But, yeah, you, you knew you were on the right track, but the form was pretty good. So Yeah, yeah, the form was good. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, you made an unbeaten century against Shawanka in 2019. Uh, you've had some good innings, but would you consider this uh, your best? Because you're probably playing against um, the, the best, well, some of the best quality players uh, probably more so than uh, first class at times in that game. Yeah, some, yeah. Um, I think I remember they had a lot of spinners in that attack and it suited me perfectly because at that time I was working on my sweep shot that whole year and didn't really get a chance to actually use it in a game. And um, I just remember, I think I was just sweeping everything from going from like 45 all the way around to in front of cow corner. Um yeah. And, yeah, I was batting with Curtis Patterson at the time and, um, yeah, it was a, just just a really nice wicket, really. We sort of had the best of the conditions. We batted during the daytime um, against them, batted for 80 overs and sent them in at night um, to face 10 overs at night time and then we bowled with them the next day. So, um, But, no, it was, it was a good innings and, um, yeah, one that I remember. I think it was – I didn't have a great start to the Shield season that year and, um yeah, I remember playing in this game as a keeper batsman and um, batting actually quite low, which um, which was which was hard in itself coming in. But yeah, I thankfully had yeah, Curtis Patterson at the other end, and we both put on a pretty good partnership. He got a hundred as well. Yeah, yeah. I think um, just touching on just what you said before about obviously at one stage you come off a couple of ducks and you're kind of struggling for form, like just for those couple of games. What kind of I was just interested to know what kind of goes through your mind when you're coming up to a game and the, maybe the past couple haven't been as good as you wanted. Uh, do you f- kind of feel the pressure or you just kind of uh, try and back yourself in and know you can uh, capable? Yeah, uh, remembering back to back then, if anything, it was a. Um, I wouldn't say I wouldn't call it panic stage, but like it was it was a bit of a stage. I got out the same way twice, ball swinging in. First one was off Feldman, the next one was off Nessa, and um, the way I got out was falling over a bit. And I remember coach batting coach at the time, Jeff Fawn, come up to me and he goes, "Mate, I don't care how you fix it, just fix it." Um, so yeah, I, I think for me, um, it's about training. Um, for me, just making sure that I go into a game well prepared. So. Yeah, I remember I was on the bowling machine for oh, hours and hours just trying to fix it, get used to it, try a different stance um, and try a different way to to try and um, combat the ball swinging in. And, um, yeah, but I suppose it's a different mentality now. I think now it's just uh, I know that you miss out sometimes and the next game's only around the corner. So um, just making sure that I, um, when I get to your 40, 50, 60s that you capitalise on those scores and making big ones. Yeah. No, yeah, because sure. when... Like cricket's uh, like such a game where you can uh, make one small mistake or just get a really good ball and not be able to do anything about it. So yeah, you probably you probably feel that um, you might still be in good form even if you're not making that uh, that many runs at the time with how you're hitting it in the nets and stuff like that. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, and there's a lot of things that are out of your control, really. Like umpires' cause, you can get a bad umpire decision. Um, everyone gets plenty of those, and uh, cop a good ball, it just might not be your day. So, um, yeah, I think with cricket, especially, you have a lot of lows compared to your highs. So, just making sure that when it is a high, you capitalise on it and um, and enjoy enjoy the moment, really, and enjoy the day. 
Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I think I, I get a bad umpiring decision every Saturday. Even when it knocks my middle peg out, I think it's uh, something should be done. But uh, yeah. uh, um, in your career, you played nine T20 games. Is the T20 format something you kind of want to play more or is uh, your preference kind of the long form and uh, keep on kind of searching for the bay green as your like, main focus to order? Yeah, definitely. Um, look, I'd love to play more T20 games um, as possible. I think probably haven't had that many, if that makes sense. I think I've played nine and maybe had six innings or five innings yeah. or something along yeah, no, those I think lines. That's, so, yeah, so you haven't yeah. had that many opportunities and you T20, if you're batting in the middle order, you probably don't get to face that many balls depending on how the game's going. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, look, I'm still young and I think there's still a lot of time for me to be playing that. And um, But, yeah, definitely at the moment, making sure that my next um, shield and one-day game start really well and prepare well for those. Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah, when you play T20 cricket, do you feel as though you sort of have to alter your technique or style or do you just play sort of the same shots and uh, just with a bit more aggression in that format? Yeah. Um, thankfully for me, I'm probably more of a, a person that hits unorthodox areas, really. I don't really hit conventional shots. I can hit them um, in spots that fielders aren't, so that's probably one of my strengths, um, especially against spin. I can probably hit spin 360, um, whereas quicks are probably um, a bit more, I suppose, a little bit unorthodox but more natural. Um, but, yeah, uh, in T20, a lot of the time is um, keeping your shape and, and making sure that you have good contact because contact's the biggest thing. Um, if you miss time, it doesn't matter how hard you swing sometimes, it's not going to go over the rope or go into the area that you want. So um, first and foremost is, yeah, just making sure you have good contact with the ball. Yeah, yeah. So the best players in that format, I reckon, still play your sort of just your conventional and basic shots as well as those like funky shots, like the ramp and slog sweep and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, and a lot of the time, you'd find that a lot of people probably make an error or or get out is when they try and do something that they haven't practiced or yeah. isn't in their um like their in shots. Their so yeah, yeah. No, for sure. With so many tied matches in the Shield uh, this season, do you think games should be moved to five days to kind of get more results in case of, you know, the bad light and rain delays and those sort of things? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one, that. Um, yeah, I think, look, if there was an opportunity to play five days, I'm pretty sure all the players would put their hand up and, and want to play it. It's the closest thing to test cricket, really. So, um, yeah, it would be good. Um, but at the same time, I think us being able to play cricket this year was a massive bonus for a lot of the players um, looking at some other codes and, and probably not getting um, even to play the game. So for us this year, it was really good. Um, even if they were draws in Adelaide and stuff, were, I think the players, we, we all knew that we had opportunities to, to try and win that game, which we did with some of them as well. Yep. Uh, and speaking of other codes, I guess, um, who do you support in the footy? Uh, and have you, and have you always kind of uh, enjoyed footy or any other sports that in particular um, in your spare yep. time? Um, yeah, AFL, uh, GWS, probably not a massive, uh, a close eye supporter, if you could call it. Um, yeah. Just watch here and there, and NRLs, Parramatta Eels, so both Western Sydney teams. Yep, yep. Oh, lovely. Yeah, despite your wicket-keeping talents, you're probably 39, such are the uh, good keepers uh, in Tassie. Are you really keen to 
uh, sort of become a wicketkeeper batter. Well, you are a wicketkeeper batter, but be in the side as a wicketkeeper rather than just a top to middle order batsman at uh, state and international level where you're just happy with uh, being a middle order batsman and whatever gets you a game. Yeah, I think um, first and foremost, batting's my main attribute. So that's what I want to make sure of is that whatever I do, it doesn't um, hurt that, I suppose. But, yeah, keeping's yeah. definitely on the radar if it's um, if it means that it's the best possible team with me keeping. I'm happy to do that as long as it doesn't compromise my batting. So um, I'm pretty, pretty happy with this year cementing my spot in the team as a batter. And um, if that means I bat in the same spot with the gloves on it, it doesn't bother me at all. Um, I think it's just the way you pair really and just making sure that you're, you're fit enough to, um, to do both. Yeah. Yep. Uh, who are some of the uh, fastest and best bowlers, I guess, like the ones you've kind of had um, the most trouble facing so far in your career or, you know, sharpest or whatever? Yeah, um, there's a few. Um, yeah. I suppose most recently, it's probably Billy Stanlake. Um, he was bowling cool. pretty quick down at, down at Bell Reeve Oval. Um, uh, James Pattinson's pretty quick. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think him. Um, Jason Berendorf just recently was very quick as well for those couple of overs that we faced him um, and swinging it. So, um, yeah, he swings the ball. I think, I think you always have blokes that are always that 140 plus mark, and um, it's pretty hard to judge when once it gets over 140. It's just, you Sharp. know, this is quick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. No, big Billy. I was just thinking, yeah, have yeah. plenty of bounce. The pace and the, bounce um, that he get would be pretty yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Feels yeah. like and it's coming from above the side screen. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's bloody huge. Yeah. The big, big run up, just charging in, and yeah, got like James Pattinson like earlier uh, this year in the Shield game. Uh, you guys were playing against him, and I think you made uh, ninety odd, and it was swinging as much as I'd sort of ever seen it. Swing yeah. and at the G two, I think uh, using the Duke's ball maybe, or was it just a uh, traditional? No, that was just a normal cooker. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah it was. Just it, was ball. it was going wild. So he did well to <laughs> yeah. get through that, and he was he was bowling. He looked like he was bowling pretty sharp. Not sure he took that many wickets, but he bowled yeah. reasonably well. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah, it was a good game. Uh, I just remember halfway through the game, I actually changed the technique. Um, I was batting normally, and I was like, "Geez, I'm not going to make a run here, and I'm going to get out <laughs> if I keep batting the same way." So. I um, started batting and stepping outside off stump and I was exposing all three stumps. Yeah. Um, and I think at one point he kept saying he's going to try and bowl me leg stump. He's going to bowl me around the legs. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, nah, but yeah, it was a good game. Yeah, yeah. nah, for sure. Um, what have been some of the uh, biggest highlights of your career from a team and individual perspective? I mean, obviously the tons from an individual perspective probably right up there, um, but yeah. Team-wise, yeah, I think um, it was pretty special the year that we made the Shield Grand Final. Um, yeah, for me, I probably never, yeah, I've never really experienced anything like it and how passionate the Tasmanian supporters get around you. Um, yeah, it was something, yeah, it was really special, that that um, that moment for me. Um, it's probably real early in my playing career was actually winning a first-grade T20 flag. Um, I remember I was only 14, 15 at the time and, um yeah, we won a, a T20 grand final and, um, yeah, I suppose it's any grand final really, win, win or lose, it's pretty special to be a part of. So, um, yeah, there's a few of those and um, sometimes you come out on the on the right end, sometimes you lose them. So, um, yeah. yeah, they're all pretty special though. 
Yeah, no, for sure. And you played a lot of high-level cricket uh, very early on in your career. Do you think those experiences have helped you perform well consistently like now that you're against quality teams and players in Australia as you as you're getting older? Yeah, um, yeah, that was my that was probably my main reason for moving states. Really, is um, at some point it was going to click, and um, for me, it was it always takes a little bit longer than most just to to get that experience under your belt and um, understand what's coming. I think a lot of times now I can sort of set up and know what the teams are going to do, know how they're going to try and get me out, um, know what they're setting me up for. So um, yeah. I think you can be one step ahead, and that's purely just from playing more games and being in that level a lot more so um yeah i think for me it's definitely definitely helped and hopefully in the the next uh, however long i've got left in my career i can i can use that experience yeah, yeah. for sure what are some of your interests and things you enjoy outside of cricket uh, i've got a few the boys uh, the boys normally give me a bit of uh, <laughs> a bit of crap for it so um I used to uh, do a lot of flying, like aviation study, um, to yeah, be a mate. pilot. So the That's boys were cool. giving me, yeah, the boys were giving me a bit of slack about that. Um, <laughs> uh, other things, so I, um, yeah, do a lot of software like coding and IT work. Um, yep. Yeah, and then uh, got two dogs, got a girlfriend. So yeah, pretty standard outside of that. Um, yep. Love going shopping, uh, cafes, and eating out. Are probably my interest. Yeah. Yeah, oh, lovely. Yeah, what's the uh, the big goal and milestones you want to achieve in the future with cricket, or or after cricket, in lot li- just generally in life? Yeah, um, look for me, I think it was finishing my aviation degree. Um, yeah, I probably um, that that was the uh, I started that uh, a couple of years ago, and it's been ticking it off slowly. So. Um, that was a big goal of mine to try and finish that and get a commercial pilot license. Um, yeah, I think after cricket, I'd just like to um, have a couple of study options that I've, that I've set up along the way. So if that's to do with computers or um, if that's to do with something outside of cricket completely, um, that's probably my goal really, just making sure that I'm set up after cricket. Um, during cricket, I think the biggest goal of everyone is making sure that you get the baggy green. Um, that's probably my biggest goal and that's what I'm striving for and going to training every day. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and question kind of what's it like uh, playing with, for example, people like Tim Payne? Uh, I can imagine you learn a lot from him. Uh, what's it like kind of playing with him and behind the scenes, behind the closed doors that people don't really see? Yeah, um, me and him are pretty pretty much best mates. So it's, um, yeah, it's probably... Probably a bit more less learning, a bit more banter between yeah. me and him. Um, yeah. I can't get away with anything without him saying a word. Um, <laughs> but no, nah, it's good. Uh, I think, um, yeah, he, he's he's one of the type of blokes that if you're the first bloke to come into the change room, he'll he'll greet you. Um, he'll make sure he comes up and makes an effort to say hello. Um, for me, when I first came down to Tassie, he was the first one to welcome me into the side. So, um, no, nah, he's a really good bloke, and um, yeah, me and him. Last preseason, did a lot of uh, fitness before he went away for the Ashes, and um, yeah, I, I can yeah can't say anything more um, highly of him. He, he's a yeah, he's a great fella and um, a close mate of mine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I guess on the on the Tassie uh, kind of side of things, who out of the boys enjoys looking in the mirror the most in the dressing rooms? Uh, it, it has to be asked. <laughs> uh, there's a few. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
I, w- I wouldn't be. Uh, I think Caleb Jewell's probably up there. Yeah. Um, he takes a bit of pride in his look at the moment. Um, oh, you got a few. Uh, Riley Merritt's the, up there. Yes. Sid's with the sort of dyed blonde hair and what he's running with right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sid's, you could say. Um, yeah, he, he, he's definitely not in the top top two or the top three, but, um, yeah, I'd have to say Caleb Jewell would be up there. He'd, yeah. he'd be pretty high. No, his yeah. hair always does look pretty immaculate, old Caleb. So yeah, yeah, gets it gets it uh, dyed every every month and has an immaculate beard. Um, <laughs> everything's yeah, everything's in perfect order. Yeah, very well groomed, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Throughout the competitions in Australia, they've tried like, different balls, like you touched on before, uh, the pink ball and Duke's ball. Do you find these balls? Uh, do you find these balls swing more and are harder to face? Like. Because during the day, sometimes they just don't do much. But at night, it uh, appears that they, they, yeah, they do plenty at test level, domestic level, sort of whatever cricket yeah. is going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the Kookaburra ball is obviously the, the ball of choice at the moment for, for Australia. Everyone likes playing the Kookaburra balls. I think they've developed a new ball at the moment, which we've been using in shield cricket, which is a little bit um, a bit harder. Um I think it's got a little bit more lacquer around it. So um, those balls have been a challenge at the moment, which um, which have been good. Um, yeah, the Duke's ball, I think it it is what it is. It's successful overseas and stuff. Um, I don't know as a batter if I liked playing against the Duke ball much yeah. just because of the swing and whatnot. But, yeah, fair um, enough. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a challenge. Um, pink ball, I remember there was an orange ball at one point that we were trialling um, back in New South Wales. Um, look, there's always going to be new balls to try and um, bring into the game. Hopefully the pink ball comes in a bit more and um, allows for more day-night cricket because, um, yeah, it was pretty exciting. Yeah, for sure. Now, um, now, so with the podcast, we've got kind of a bit of a theme going. I mean, we've had Seb Gotch, uh, Sam Harper, yourself now. Uh, we've had a few keepers. Uh, yeah, we, we, we love our keepers, yeah. And yep. on that, it would be amiss of me not to um, possibly see if you could slip a word into uh, Timmy Payne uh, as a fellow keeper. I mean, it would be and, rude. Not... And, and best mate, yeah. yeah. Um, yep. But no, if, uh, like on a more serious note, yeah, if if um thought maybe he might be uh, willing, it would be, it'd be unreal to speak to him as well because uh, we we've had a few people we were fortunate enough to have brett lee a while back as well um, yeah. obviously not a keeper but we we let him in uh we didn't want to turn him down but um no that'd be that'd be unreal as well um yep. yeah uh, i thought you were just naming off all the short keepers at one point uh, <laughs> that's what i thought you were going for the keepers that are, are five foot two <laughs> no uh, we're five foot two ourselves so yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah we're pretty short ourselves so yeah i'll definitely ask you and I think that's pretty much like all we've all we've kind of got for you. Um, we can't really thank you enough for coming on, and having a chat, and giving up your time. And um, yeah, all the best for the future and whatever it may hold. Uh, nah, cheers, guys. Thanks for reaching out, and um, yeah, anytime. Glad to be on. All right.